Picture it. WWDC 2017. Good morning! Apple announces the iMac. MacBook and MacBook Pro. The new iMac Pro. The new iPad Pro. HomePod. And no joke, swear to Jobs, the embargo for the iMacs and the MacBooks Pro was the next day, less than 12 hours away. So I carted them down the street to the hotel and I stayed up all night testing them so I could post my first impressions the next morning because they were up for order pretty much immediately. And I wanted to be able to help anyone, everyone who was still on the fence about whether they wanted one or not to at least be able to come to a better and more informed decision. But then I had to do the same exact thing with the iPads Pro later that week and the 12 inch MacBook the next week and the iMac Pro and the HomePod just as soon as those were ready to ship as well. And it was, Amazing and exhausting. I loved it, I hated it, and I would do all of it, all of it again in a heartbeat. But it was also just such a huge exception to the usual rule. I mean, forget the early days. We're introducing the iPhone 3G. And the iPhone 3GS. iPhone 4. 2017 was the WWDC that really, really highlighted for me how it's a software event has never been more than a baseline the sure thing, the guarantee. And then on top of that cake, there's always been a zero to crap ton chance of new hardware frosting as well, depending on just what exactly Apple needed any given year, even if it meant every once in a while, letting it slip out that there would be no new hardware. That's the second most famous line in Dub Dub history, right after one more thing. Now there's one more thing. One more thing. But it's also been just terribly inconsistent. Apple hasn't let it slip that there'll be no new hardware this year, but then they didn't do anything to quash all the rumors for 2020 or 2021 either. And as a result, over the years, there's just been this huge buildup of expectational debt of people who are hungry for new hardware, hangry for it even, to pin all their hopes and dreams on a few big gear drops in between all the traditional software spots. Can't innovate anymore, my ass. The new iMac Pro. And it's incredible. And of course, bloggers and podcasters and video creators like me are zero help. I'm talking none at all because hardware leaks are what gets everyone to click. So we make everything as thirsty hardware event leaky as possible, even to the extent where it feels like sometimes we're just making up, just flat out manufacturing the thirst, the hardware, the event, hell, even the leaks themselves. And yes, it absolutely delivers on the clicks, but I hate it so much. Like I absolutely despise it because there is nothing, nothing worse for me than being wrong on the internet. It's why I research so much, why I fact check so damn constantly, not because there's ever any real accountability on the internet these days anyway. People are always still clicking on the next leak bomb, even when the previous 10 were overhyped duds. But because when I get your hopes up and then nothing happens, I feel awful, like crushed inside, nauseous level sick and guilty. And that was happening just way too often over the last couple of years. You were getting burned so much that I started to feel burned out for you. I at all. I mean, even as an analyst, how many M2 MacBook Air videos can I really make before I turn into a full-on Pixar-level villain? And when everyone's super, no one will be. 
And that's when I started thinking more about that baseline, that sure thing, that WWDC guarantee the software. So yes, there may well be an Apple Silicon Mac Pro preview in 2022. We could finally see that all new MacBook or MacBook Air that's been rumored for the last three or four events. There may even be hints of Reality OS and Apple's vision for VR, the one that's been hyped for the last four or six events. And some of us may just be beyond ready to drop all of our dollars and dimes on all of that. But ultimately, that's still only a fraction of Apple's customer base. And everybody, I mean, absolutely everybody is going to be getting that new software. A billion people plus. They're in a billion pockets, y'all. A billion pockets. Hot new bits that just make all of our old ass atoms just feel a little less old, a little renewed for free. And as expensive as Apple hardware is, and there is a whole entire other video I can and should make on that, it subsidizes all the free software we get, not just at time of purchase, but each year, on the year, every year, four years. I mean, Apple's even updated AirPods Pro the last couple of dub-dubs. With the benefits of Conversation Boost, the convenience of Find My, in the enhanced experience with spatial audio. Which not only highlights the importance of updates, but the fundamental difference between cost and value. And I know, I know recent events have been just beyond weird with lockdowns and work from home and related turnovers. And I'm sure that's affected the updates that we got in 2020 and 2020, the Snyder Cut, 2021. Everything from how big those updates were to what the actual roadmaps turned out to be. Your friends with Android and Windows devices can use your FaceTime link to join the call right from their browser. Jump to a streaming app and press play. And boom, you and your friends are watching the same video totally in sync. So that's iOS 15. And honestly, I don't know what that means for 2022 either. So I'm not gonna sit here and just performatively catastrophize or sensationalize how bad or good this year's WWDC will be for me, for you, for anyone, because this year's been almost as stranger new things world as the last two, with spikes and drops, back to works and pushbacks on backs. And who knows, outside Apple executives, how much really got done and on what. What iOS 16 and macOS 13 and all the rest will look like in our timeline rather than in the good place. <laughs> but sink or swim or hope beyond hope leave nothing left for the swim back i am genuinely excited to see all of it unfold like more excited than i am for the hardware and live again for the first time in a long time since the before times and i'll be getting all the inside info and getting you as full-on a q a as fast as inhumanly possible after the event as well, including an extended version on Nebula, because that's where I have the absolute luxury of making videos that don't have to be optimized for retention or for this channel. Videos that I know the nerdiest, most dedicated and hardcore of you will just totally love, like my recent exclusive on Project Titan, the Apple car, and my four-part studio tour series, which covers my camera, gear, audio, lighting, set, all of it. Also, my original documentary on how the iPhone has affected the lives of some of your favorite creators and extended versions of my interviews from WWDC and other events with Apple executives and just so much more, all ad-free, sponsor-free on Nebula and bundled in for free when you sign up with today's sponsor at curiositystream.com slash Richie 
or just click the link below. And right now, because you're watching this video, you can get CuriosityStream on sale for 21% off less than 15 bucks a year for the whole entire year. And that includes their thousands of amazing documentaries and series and a whole technology section full of not only what's coming next, but all the ethics and science behind it. It is just the absolute best way to support educational creators directly and the best damn deal in streaming today. For over 21% off CuriosityStream, less than 15 bucks a year and Nebula bundled in for free just click the button on the screen or go to crossystream.com slash Richie. Clicking on that button really helps out this channel. And so does hitting up this video for a deep dive into how Apple actually produces WWDC every year and all the people and teams that make it so. So give it a watch and I'll see you in the next video.